Welcome to the Wisdom of the Womb podcast, your home for mind, body, and soul wellness for women. My name is Stephanie Adler. I'm a certified nutrition consultant, birth doula, and women's hormone and fertility expert. I've supported hundreds of women in having healthy cycles, healthy babies, and building a balanced foundation in their bodies and minds to set them up for a limitless life. Now it's your turn. I believe a woman reaches her full potential when she trusts the innate wisdom of her body and that those women change the world. So if you're wanting to achieve hormone harmony, have boundless energy, optimize your fertility, live a holistically healthy life, and learn how to love and trust your body to become the well woman you know you are meant to be, you're in the right place. Join me for weekly wisdom on topics such as holistic hormone and gut health, fertility, mindfulness, birth, pregnancy, and beyond, and leave with actionable steps towards well womanhood. Thanks for pressing play today. I'm so excited for the magic we're going to create together. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I also just want to give everyone a little bit of a heads up. One of the unexpected pregnancy symptoms that I didn't know was a thing is um, increased mucus production. And so if I'm a little bit phlegmy today, I apologize in advance. I'm feeling it a bit this morning, but didn't want to delay recording this week's episode because it is going to be a good one. Uh, We're really going to be talking about the different ways I see women self-sabotaging their health goals and what to do instead. You know, these are conversations I'm having with my clients all the time and what is oftentimes the key to really quantum leaping and just transforming their health is really getting these self-saboteurs under control. But before we jump into today's episode, I really wanted to say thank you for all of the amazing support and feedback that we've received so far on this podcast. It makes my heart so happy when I hear that this content is resonating with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you could take a quick moment to either head over to Apple podcasts and leave a review or screenshot the episode and share it on your socials. Also tag me. Um, we'll be able to reach more women and in that by doing that, be able to change the world, uh, by providing more empowering holistic health knowledge for womankind. So thank you so much, uh, for being here and for sharing and for rating and reviewing. Additionally, I want to say happy new year at the time of this recording, we're fresh into 2023. And if you are going into the new year with intentions to have a year of transformation, I have four spots to work with four women who are ready to up-level their lives in all the ways possible. While the work we do is rooted in the physical, mental, and spiritual health, the impact it has on an individual woman's life is so limitless. One client wrote to me yesterday that she is, and I quote, welcoming love into my life, something I feel you helped me attract and learn to pursue through aligned action. Ah, so yummy. Other clients are having the best sex of their lives, crushing it in their careers, finding more connection in their friendships, enjoying spontaneity and being able to travel more. The list goes on and on. And these women are able to make their dreams And their dreams come true and more possible because their foundation, their baseline, their vessel of which we live our life in day in and day out, our body and mind is supported. A way to think about this is the hierarchy of needs. 
if you're spending time and mental and physical energy focused on what's not working in your body, what's out of alignment, as opposed to truly optimizing, it's the equivalent of trying to find shelter and food all the time. And then you're not able to reach that top of the you know, hierarchy of needs of actualizing your true potential. So whether your transformation is to become a mom, to feel like your body and your health is predictable, to have painless periods and PMS-less periods, feel totally at home in your body, or just truly explore the edges of what feeling really, really, really good will do for your life, send me a message or see the application in the show notes to apply to work with me privately. These are the last four clients I'm going to be taking before I take a little break after our babe comes Earthside, and my private coaching structure will be changing after I come back from maternity leave. So if you've been wanting to make a change, now is the time. Now let's jump into our episode of the day, self-sabotaging. And this is something that I work with all of these clients, the clients who are now having the best sex of their lives and following, falling in love and crushing it in their careers. The mental work, the mindset work that we do to overcome these self-saboteurs is so critical in getting them to this place where all of that becomes possible. And there are three common ways that I typically see women self-sabotaging when it comes to their health. And the first is probably going to sound pretty abrasive when you hear it for the first time, but hear me out because it is by far the most common and also the most important to understand. I'll be really curious if you find yourself in this category. If you find yourself in any of these categories, please send me a message on Instagram and let me know which one you think you're falling in, or if you're, you know, split between the three. Uh, so the first way you might be self-sabotaging your health goals or honestly, any goals is living in moderation or in everyone's favorite term balance. Now I will be the first to say that balance is the ultimate goal, right? Living a life that allows us in to follow an 80, 20 structure where 80% of the time you eat, exercise, behave, drink, overall live your life in a certain way that creates enough stability for you to eat, exercise or not exercise, drink or behave in a different way. 20% of the time without it upsetting the entire apple cart is the goal. Now, if we apply that to real life situations, that might mean that if 80% of the time you eat and work out a certain way, then you can go on vacation and be a lazy beach bum and drink pina coladas by the ocean while feasting on tacos all day and not gain any weight. That's like my dream baby even come true. Or if 80% of the time you are going to bed at or before 10 PM and you're meditating and you're eating cycle appropriate foods and you're doing the things that keep inflammation low in your body that you can have a crazy two nights out and it not lead to period pain and your coming cycle. Get my draft. You get what I'm saying? And yes, this is the ultimate goal to live in some version of 80, 20 or 90, 10 or 85, 15, whatever you find helps you feel the best. And while everyone's 80, 20 is going to look different, the idea is the same. We don't want to have to be super strict about our diet and lifestyle hundred percent of the time in order to feel good, because that would defeat the purpose of feeling good. If you have to be so strict hundred percent of the time, but, and this is a big, but, and I cannot lie. Okay. Sorry. I had to, 
<laughs> I love big butts and I cannot lie. Anyways, I digress, but this is a big, but if you are not operating from a place of balance in the body already, you will never get there with this strategy. You will never get to this place of balance if you are living in moderation or if you are living for the sake of balance, or it'll take so long to get there that you'll stop even doing the 80-90% because it's not going to feel worth it. You're going to be like, well, why am I going to do this 80 or 90% of the time if I'm not actually feeling better? And this is a little mantra I say to my clients, and it's a little bit harsh, but balance is a privilege. You have to earn it. When your body is a place of homeostasis, when your body is in a place of natural balance, then finding that balanced lifestyle is going to be possible. But if you are living in a place of moderation before your body is, is in a place of moderation, like if you are living in a place of moderation before your body is in a place of homeostasis, then you are never going to feel well enough to actually achieve homeostasis in the body to the point where then you can live that 80, 20 or 90, 10 or 85, 15 lifestyle and feel good. And part of that is that your body is going to be able to better process the 10 to 20% if it's stable enough to begin with. But if it's unstable, even a small amount can set it off. The other part of this is that in the process of getting to that place of homeostasis, what you'll probably end up doing is shifting what that 10 to 20% means to you to begin with. And you'll probably choose to have that 20% be less harmful to your body than it would have been when you were operating from this place of balance before, because you're going to learn what your body actually likes and what it doesn't. And, you know, for people who are listening to this, who are like, okay, well, this sounds really harsh. Like, I guess I had, she's saying I have to be at hundred percent for a given period of time or at 95 or 98% for a given period of time in order to heal. I want to provide some perspective. You don't hear people talking about moderation with heroin or cigarettes, even for that matter. These days, we don't preach moderation for cutting because it's dangerous and it's harmful in any amount. Any amount of self-harm and cutting yourself is not okay. So we don't preach, oh, it's okay to cut yourself a little bit, or it's okay to like have cut in moderation or take heroin in moderation. And so what I'm saying is that you will identify things in this process of getting to homeostasis, of getting to a place of true balance in your body, which might involve not living in moderation. I'm doing little air quotes around that or not living in balance and living in a place where you're like hundred percent committed to your health goals for a given period of time. And during that process of getting to that place of balance and doing that hard work of being more strict around your health goals, you're going to identify things in this process that are self-harm to you. And you're going to put them in a category of, I never do that thing. Whereas before you just didn't even know that that was something that was really harmful to your body. But if you never do the work to get your body to homeostasis, because you're having one to three drinks a week, as you cheers to everything in moderation, even moderation at happy hour, you'll likely never get to that place where real balance and moderation while still achieving your health goals is possible. And it is possible. 
it just requires your body to get to a place of balance first. I actually have a client who just this morning sent me a note from Disney world where she is with her family. And, you know, the last two years, she's been on a very long journey of healing her gut to heal from chronic illness, Epstein-Barr virus. And the first time that we worked while we were working together, that she went to Disney world, she like had to bring all of her own food. You know, she was like, packing Tupperwares, bringing it into the park while, you know, everyone else was eating whatever at the park. And then the last time we were there, she was there, you know, she didn't have any of the alcohol. She was like very, you know, still was able to eat a couple things there, but like was a lot more cautious. She sent me a message this morning and was like, yesterday at Epcot, you know, we went to Mexico first and I had two margaritas and it didn't affect my body at all. Not yesterday, not today. And I was able to, you know, like snack on all of this other food. And I'm so excited to get home into my own kitchen and to really cook. But like, I didn't feel at all, you know, really restricted or victimized by my food. I still was gluten and, you know, dairy free, but like, I just felt like I could do so much more. It took, unfortunately, you know, a couple years for her to get to that place where like her body is in an actual balanced place where now she can really live in that 80, 20 and live in that like balance and moderation and have the drinks and have the snacky foods and enjoy the Disney junk, <laughs> but also is doing it in a way that like is allowing her body to continue to achieve her health goals and to heal and for her to show up for her body in this amazing way. And I think it's really important that we look at our diet and our environments and our workout routines and take an honest inventory. Where are you slacking in the name of balance? Really look at your diet, at your environment, at your workout routine and take an honest inventory. Where are you slacking in the name of balance? Now, You've probably identified a couple areas and I want you to commit to getting to a place of real body balance, real homeostasis by recognizing that balance is a privilege and make a pact with yourself to hold yourself accountable to these goals without those little cheat moments to finally get to that place of real body balance to real homeostasis so that you can eventually I hope, and I bet for you, it is not going to take two years, but so that you can have, you can get to that place where you are living in that 80, 20 for the rest of your life. And you get to have that balance and freedom while still feeling so good and alive and vibrant in your body. So that was the first way living in moderation or living for the sake of balance before your body is in a place of true balance. And now the second way I see women self-sabotaging their health goals most frequently is having a black and white mindset. Now this one on first glance seems like it might contradict the living in moderation sabotage pattern that we just talked about, but I assure you, I see so many women who are caught in a cycle of both. And this one is really always interesting for me to observe because it's not something I struggle with personally. Um, I, I personally see the world with lots of shades of gray, lots of nuance, but so many of my clients struggle with this. And the more that I've looked into it, I've actually learned that black and white thinking is a trauma response, which is super fascinating. 
And the way that this manifests with a lot of the women that I work with is if I don't do it perfectly, if I don't, you know, do it a hundred percent, then I might as well not do it at all. And that might look like starting a new diet and then messing up and then binging for the next week to start over on Sunday and repeat the process all over again. It's the, well, I already ate a donut today, so I might as well go and have the pizza and ice cream for lunch. And then like, we'll just do fast food for dinner instead of a healthy response, which would be, okay, I ate that donut and now I can move on with the rest of my day, making it mean nothing about what my future meal should contain and just being able to can go and have, you know, whatever nourishing food for lunch you were planning, you would have had before you had had the donut. It also might look like only working out if you can do a full on sweat session at the gym or give it at least 30 minutes, which then would prevent you from doing a 10 minute floor routine in between calls, which over a week would add up to 70 minutes of exercise, but instead they'll get none or one 30 minute session because it's all or nothing. Now it's probably pretty obvious how this creates self-sabotage, but just in case you need it spelled out for you, it's creating a one step forward, two step back system for anyone who's in this mindset constantly. It's also preventing you from taking action and stepping forward at all when you get stuck in not doing anything for the fear of not doing it perfectly. When I started this podcast, I had connected with a friend Hi, Allie, who was a pro, uh, who is a podcast a podcast producer, and she had told me all the things that I could do to have perfect audio quality. You know, like yeah, I could get this amazing mic, and I could get these like you know soundproof things. But we were getting ready for a move, and I didn't feel like buying all of these things just to pack them up or have to risk moving a pricey new mic or figuring out what to do with the soundproof pads when in, you know in the move. And so instead of waiting until we moved into our new place six plus weeks later to get started on recording and delaying the podcast launch by at least two months, I decided to show up, even if it wasn't perfect. And I'm so glad that I did. Over 450 downloads later at the time of this recording, so many women are getting supported by this content and who cares if there's a little bit of an echo? Okay. Some people might care, but I'll get to it. Right. I would rather show up messy than not show up at all. And if you're stuck in a black and white mindset, it's quite literally keeping you stuck. Let your new mantra be, it is better to show up messy than not show up at all and do the thing, even if it's a half or a quarter effort, stop waiting for it to be perfect. And if you're in the yo-yo black and white mindset, that's keeping you in a cycle where you're on for a period of time and then totally off the wagon, practice seeing a little bit more gray. When you do something that's not serving your goals or it's out of alignment for where you want to be, say out loud, this doesn't have to mean anything. It's simply a data point. Then practice making your next best choice instead of spiraling into a whirlwind of it doesn't matter now because it does. Every bite matters. Every choice makes a difference. So if you are catching yourself in either one of these black or white traps, 
really sit with which one is more common for you. Also, sometimes people are in both. Sometimes people are in this plus the living in moderation because they like go too hard on the, you know, like I have to do it perfectly and then they mess up and then they're like, oh, well, I've already messed up. So like now I'm just going to live in you know, balance for the sake of balance. And they go kind of too far the other direction. You can be a combination of all of these different things. Um, but try and identify which one feels most forward for you and take those mantras or take that practice of seeing more gray and, and see how, if you apply that for a week to your lifestyle and, and health goals and dietary shifts, how it changes the way you show up. Now, the third most common way that I see women consistently self-sabotaging is by failing to plan ahead. This manifests often as failing to grocery shop, failing to meal plan, failing to pick the restaurant or research restaurants ahead of time, failing to tell your host what you can or cannot eat if you were eating at someone else's home, failing to schedule workouts in advance. And it's wild how these can set off a chain reaction of decisions that follow afterwards so that you can get so far off from where you want to be. And in essence, what it really is coming down to is that you're, by failing to plan ahead, you're being in a reaction, you're forcing yourself to be in a reactionary role as opposed to in an action role. And if you're constantly reacting to life and its circumstances, especially in today's world, you are not going to hit your health goals. I repeat, listen up. If you must bring attention and intention to what your goals are and plan ahead to make them happen. Think about what your biggest challenge is when it comes to your diet and lifestyle. Do you have it in your mind? Now, I bet for 80% of you, it could be solved by planning ahead more frequently, planning ahead more systemically. Pick a day that's your grocery day. And if there's an actual emergency and you can't go, then have a standard instant cart ready that's just like, or it's a cart order ready that's just like ready to do. And you do it no matter what that day. Schedule your workouts ahead of time and communicate with your partner why it's important for him to help with the kids so you can go. Instead of going with the flow and letting your friends, friends pick the restaurant, suggest a spot that you feel confident you'll have choices that you feel good about on the menu. Before you go on a trip, spend an hour making a food plan with restaurants you've vetted ahead of time and locate the gr closest grocery store. Spend 45 minutes stocking up on things when you get there and put them in the hotel or the Airbnb fridge so you aren't dependent on eating out for every snack and meal and then making decisions from a place of hunger. You get the picture. And if you don't, and this isn't something that feels natural to you, know that one, it's going to come easier with more practice. Just yesterday, I had a former client reach out and share a win of how much easier her meal prep process is now because she's practiced more, right? It's like practice does make it easier. And two, that it's okay if this doesn't feel natural and that with any of these self-saboteurs, often we need someone who isn't in it, who isn't in our exact situation to help us see the way out. It's so often the mindset that matters when we're trying to make changes to the physical. And this isn't something that we had drilled into us like algebra for any of these saboteurs, right? These aren't, you know, skills that we learned in school, like geometry. And that's why 
so many women, you know, choose to invest in working with someone who's an expert in this and can help them identify their own sabotaging patterns and work through them alongside having a customized plan that will help them get exactly where they want to go faster. And this is exactly what I do for clients and nothing makes me happier than watching them soar in life and leaving these saboteurs behind, having built new tools and systems that not only help them with their diets, food choices, periods, hormones, workouts, et cetera, but in their relationships and in their careers and in all the things that really matter in our life. As one client wrote to me in the closing of the new year. She wrote, reflecting on 2022 and our time together, I am proud that I have learned to see my own worth, worthy of joy, love, health, hard work, time, attention, and all of the wonderful experiences. I thought it was about food, but really it was about seeing and valuing myself. I'm proud I can do that. The food was just what needed to become a nourishing non-issue to allow her to deepen into all of the joy that she was blocking as a result of being out of alignment with what her body really needed. If you're ready to create your best life yet and leave any of these black and white mindset or living in moderation or not failing to planning ahead, failing to plan, <laughs> failing to plan ahead, saboteurs behind or any other saboteurs that might be blocking you from achieving your health or fertility or hormone goals, send me a message and see if taking one of those four remaining coaching spots is right for you. Please share this podcast with someone who might benefit from it or leave a review so we can reach someone who you didn't know might need it. And as always, let's connect on socials. I'd love to hear what your biggest saboteur pattern is and what you plan to do about it in this new year. So as always, that's Stephanie Adler wellness with a F in Stephanie. It's in the show notes. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, thank you for tuning in and I will see you next week.